Economics Radio is supported by Central Lakes College, Central Minnesota's premier community college. What would you think if I told you that economics is not just something found in the Wall Street Journal or on Fox Business? Economics is behind every choice we make. High school students use economics every day, usually without even knowing it. From AHS Studios, this is Economics, the podcast that explores the hidden side of high school. I still have homework to do. This isn't even all that interesting. It's more like busy work rather than anything else. My grades are good enough right now, so maybe I could skip it. I certainly have other stuff I could do with my time, but would it be worth it? Good question. Ah, who the heck are you? Not important. It kinda is. I'm sure many of you have felt similar to this student here, because honestly, who wants to do homework? It's boring, and there are so many things you could be spending your time on other than homework. So, I'm going to be answering your question using the power of economics. Economics? Really? Let's start this off by explaining how economics are applied here. I don't see it. Aren't economics just about money? Common misconception. Economics is really about the decisions humans make when stuff is scarce. All with the goal of maximizing your own happiness. I don't exactly think homework is all that scarce, nor is it bringing me much joy. But time, however, is scarce. By doing your homework, you're spending your time working on it. And for the happiness part? It prevents you from future unhappy consequences of failing your classes. Regardless, I don't think I have to do all of my homework. Doesn't it take a lot more than a few skipped assignments to fail? Well, let's do the math. Ugh. Firstly, we need a grade that you want to get in the class. How about you give an example? Um, uh... Maybe? Neat. 84%. We can work with that. First, there are two main types of grading systems, point and weighted. Point is far easier to calculate. All you have to do is take your ideal percentage, in this case an 84, multiply it by the total amount of points possible in the class, then divide it by 100. By doing so, you'll get the amount of points you need to achieve your ideal grade. Then, you only need to earn that many points. But what if there's a repeating decimal or some other weird one? In that case, I'd recommend you to round up on that, since there's always the chance of teachers rounding down when they're grading. Okay, but what about the other one? Ah, the weighted system. That's... uh, more complicated. You see, weighted systems split up the work into separate categories and assign percentages to them. For example, tests would be 50%, projects 30%, and homework 20%. And to calculate a student's overall grade, 
they take the decimal forms of the percentages and multiply them with the students' percentages in that category. Then add them all together. The multiple factors on this one make it a bit harder to calculate. So the easiest way would be to do the work you did in the point-based system for all of the separate categories that your teacher has. Yeah, that's neat and all, but doesn't that require you to know how many total points there are? Yep, and that's a major disadvantage to this. If you can find out the total points that will be given out in the class, then you can preemptively prepare for it. But if you can't? You'll have to do live calculations to see what impact a skipped assignment will have. And how exactly would you do that? It's not all that difficult. Simply add all the percentages of your previous assignments, then divide it by the amount of assignments you've done, including the one that you're calculating for. Huh? Hmm? It went from a 0.87 to a 0.66. How many assignments do you currently have turned in? Three. Grades are an average, so zeros will have a much higher impact on your grade the lower the amount of work turned in. Though even if you are still averaging 0.87 with 7 assignments turned in, it can still drop your grade down to a 0.76. Ugh, that stinks. But don't some classes have like over 20 assignments? Probably. And those classes would likely be the classes that you could theoretically get away with skipping an assignment once or maybe even twice. Great. Math gives homework basically every day, so I can skip this really hard assignment, right? Uh, right. I'd have to disagree. Of course. What's on assignments typically also appears on tests and... Regardless of grading systems, they tend to have a rather large impact on your grade, so I'd say the costs are perhaps a bit too high for that one. Even if the benefits of skipping them may seem more enticing in the moment at least. Ugh, seriously? What can I skip then? Easy, low-cost assignments from classes that give out a lot of other assignments. But what if I don't have enough time for doing the harder assignments? Then you'll have to use allocative efficiency. What? Essentially, it's asking, are we making the best choices to maximize our happiness? So I basically have to choose between my job, spurt, homework, and literally anything else I want to do after school and see which will bring me the most happiness. Well, how much time do each of those things cost? My job lasts for five hours, but I only work on the weekends. My spartan practice tends to last two hours, and that's every Tuesday and Thursday. And homework tends to go between one to four hours, depending on the day. Firstly, you, as a senior, should not be doing homework for more than two hours. Anything past that has diminishing marginal returns. And that is... Basically, you gain less and less benefits from doing more and more of something, in this case homework, and eventually the costs begin to outweigh the benefits. Well, can't really help that. If possible, try to pace out your homework across a few days, because I'm betting some of those far-hour sessions are from procrastination. Ugh, well, what about choosing from everything else? First off, your job shouldn't actually greatly interfere since you work weekends so you still have a lot of time on them, even if homework's unappealing to do on weekends. Second, assuming you go to bed at 10, which in all honesty, you likely go to bed later than that, 
you still have around four hours of time after your spurt ends. Of which is more than enough to finish two hours of homework, as long as you don't get distracted and stay focused. So you're saying that I should only skip very few assignments and the ones that I do end up skipping should only be both the really easy ones that wouldn't benefit me and those that don't fit into the two hour per day schedule. Yeah, probably not the answer you're looking for, but from what we've discussed, if you want a good grade, then you should probably just do most of your homework. You literally could have just said no to my question. But then you wouldn't have understood just why you shouldn't have skipped it. And hey, now that you know how to effectively calculate what can be skipped, even if you can't skip this one, you may be able to get away with skipping a future assignment. And who knows, you may even be able to better manage your time now that you know a bit more about it. Ugh, guess I better stop wasting my time here and get home to actually do it. Bye! <laughs> Not even a buyback, rude. Anyways, there you have it folks. As much as we may want to skip our assignments, the costs will often outweigh the benefits and truly the best thing we can do is create a schedule and stick to it. By increasing our efficiency of completing homework, most of the stress should actually go away. And that's an economic concept in and of itself. Regardless, I won't keep you any longer. I'm sorry you've gotten sick of my ramblings. Bye!